1: It's time for School,
0: Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. If anybody asks you if you're a god, say yes! yes. And Chad P. Do
1: you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis?
0: Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, right here on your radio. It's time to do number four of four. We once again have our alphabet soup of PhDs in the studios. Let's get names out of the way. I'm going to start here to my immediate left. I normally go over here to our tutor historian, but I'm going to start over here with our plasma physicist. What's your name, young man? My name is Dan McCarthy. And you are going to be the go-to guy for the show today, because what are we talking about? What's the topic? Science, That's in the right. words of the great Tom Dolly. <laughs>
1: I actually brought something for everyone, if you'd like like, I went into my wife's closet and I got right. bras that we could put on our heads.
0: Oh, weird science. Well, wow. that
1: kind of like the direction we're going in.
0: I I was was gonna, th- are we going to make a woman? I'm aluminum foil and colanders myself. Even better. Take... <laughs> are we going to make a woman? That would be awesome. Can we? Is Can it we? possible, Dan? Can we make a woman with a microwave? Not with these new budget
2: cuts, no. Oh, that's uh, too
0: bad. It's, it's, it's messing everything up. <laughs> all right, what's your name over there, kiddo? Chad B. And you are? Bill Robinson. All right, and I'm Joe Burns. We're going to talk about science songs mm-hmm. today, and uh, it, it's all over the map. I'm looking at the playlist you guys brought. Number one, it's 19 songs, so we're not going to get to the whole list, but we'll at least talk about the songs that we're not going to play.
2: Where are we starting, Dan, the plasma physicist? Well, I mean, first of all, you got to realize not all these songs are about science. They just have some sort of science references in them. Okay. Like, you know, the religion songs, which were about religion or history, which certainly was about history. But this is one, and it was also kind of an excuse to play some great music that we just like. So uh, we're picking one out here. Um, This is something, just imagine you got to wake up first thing in the morning and you want to hear this. What do you want? Some deep purple. So we're going with space trucking, which is kind of this... Fanciful type of thing about partying all through the galaxy and going to Venus and Mars and the uh, all over the galaxy and the universe and just having a lot of fun, which I think they were kind of doing in a figurative sense anyhow.
0: Now, Dan, I have a question. Is the name Deep Purple really a coded reference to electromagnetic radiation frequencies that are produced by a mixture of multiple wavelengths and thus lie outside the visible spectrum? And, and have you, Dan, a plasma physicist, ever been actually space trucking?
2: Uh, I, I think actually I read the Richard Blackmore biography and he alluded to that exact reference. About really? The purple. Yeah, it's amazing. No, I I don't know what um where that's <laughs> even coming from, Joe. You got me off guard here. Back. But uh, have I been space trucking? Yeah. Uh, Once. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I suspect
3: it's a reference to the old Torch song, Deep Purple, but uh, who knows? Probably.
0: I thought it was something to do with Up on the Roof uh, with banana peels, uh, something with Alan Tipper Gore. So let's go space trucking. Sounds like this. It's science for an hour today on Rock School. Steve Purple here on Rock School as we do four of four in the lecture series. It's science today and we're getting blinded by Dan, our plasma physicist. Let's talk about the Beastie Boys, Sounds of Science. Sure isn't Sounds of Silence. This comes from 1989's Paul's Boutique, and uh, Off Air, you called it, what did you say, their Mature album, the album where they grew up? What did you call it? uh, Yeah,
2: I I would even call it a masterpiece, because it was their second album, and after uh, License to Ill, their first album, which had some very clever, witty rhymes, it was basically just about partying and having a blast and being a bunch of drunk kids, and um nothing wrong with that, but on this album, they just took everything to an entirely new level. Um, Everything was sampled and this sound in particular has some um, great Beatles samples on it. In fact, when I played it for someone back in the, the 90s, they actually said it was sacrilegious. They could not believe that you could do this to a Beatles song. <laughs> it was such a sacred song that you couldn't do it, but it does work. Uh, this uh, song is just a bunch of scientific references all muddled together. And uh, the, the sort of last line of the song is by the late, great MCA, who just uh, passed great. away. And he, he kind of sums up, he goes, Drop in science like Galileo dropped the orange. Which says, like, wait, Galileo didn't drop it. <laughs> and it kind of summarizes what the whole thing's about. Just kind of insanity, references very, very clever lyrics, and some great samples. Now, from now brilliant be honest. Band.
0: Be honest. If, if one of your students, on your test, that you hand it out, it's a physics test, and at the end of it, you're trying to have someone explain, you have a question about Galileo, and the kid writes, dropping science like Galileo dropped the orange, even though it's wrong, would he get at least
2: half credit for that? Um, What I would do is I'd probably put an extra credit um, problem on the test next time i mention mentioned in class. Not right there, but somehow there would be a reward for people like that. Would there be? be Well, I I I have a question. Ah. What would
3: you as a plasma (laughs) physicist see as the implications of the Beastie Boys sounds of science for the optimization of software that models
2: nonlinear
3: features of the magnetic field in a tokamak reactor?
2: You know what? It has a profound effect because, uh, funny, you should mention tokamak reactors because that's, in fact, what I studied as a graduate student. And much of my inspiration throughout those years in graduate school was listening to bands like the Beastie Boys. They drove me with their inspiration and got me to think in abstract ways, which is what you need to do to get a PhD in plasma physics. Mm. And actually, it's really funny. You know, back when I was a grad student, you know, I'd go and try to meet girls and say, hey, I'm a plasma physicist. And uh-huh. it, it never worked. Hard to believe. So I figured it's just not a good pickup line. Little did I know I would have three Middle-aged DJ, yeah. married men, smitten by the fact that I'm a plasma physicist. Well, I oh, actually yeah. so have a question, if y'all right. don't
1: mind. What in the blue hell are y'all talking about?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm being blinded by science over here. Believe you me. Tudor
3: historian never worked with the girls for me either. I, I, nothing, you know? nothing, did till
0: I got a puppy.
2: But you radio, thre, you thre radio worked. By it. Radio worked.
0: You know, wonder why I went into it. Didn't make a whole lot of money, but, but radio worked.
3: Oh, grief. can we play the
2: song?
0: No, I'm going to continue to talk about how radio worked. Here's a Beastie Boys. Sounds of Science, Rock
2: School. Now here we go, dropping science, dropping it all over, like bumping around the town. Postulated theory formulating the quakes. You have tetris, it's no blizzard.
0: Eat the chicken kiss with a girl named Lizzie. Dropping
1: science, like Galileo dropped the orange.
0: Talking science here on Rock School with our resident plasma physicist. What exactly is. I know this is going to sound like a dumb question because I, you know, plasma, when you think of blood, I think of television. Yeah. What exactly is plasma? What do you study when you study plasma as a plasma yeah, physicist? Yeah, it's
2: um remember back in in school you were taught there are three states of matter, you know, solid, liquid and gas. Right. Guess what? They weren't telling you the whole story. There's actually a fourth state called a plasma.
0: Oh. And that's oh, what no. happens
2: to gas when they get really hot. So, for example, the sun is a plasma. It's oh, okay. Gas. So it's, it's just when it gets hot, then you suddenly lose the electrical neutrality, well, and they get I knew stress. that. All right,
1: so if they lied about that, what else did they lie about?
2: Uh, I wouldn't call what it a lie. Good is this degree, I, I would I call have. it Elvis is alive. Incomplete what? information. Incomplete inf- information. I guess your... the next
1: thing you're going to tell me is Paul McCartney's dead.
2: Uh, perhaps, and Elvis oh. is alive. Is there a tooth fairy? <laughs> uh, let's play Hawkwind
0: Quark, Strangeness, and Charm. I'm guessing this has something to do with Lemmy, because wasn't Hawkwind Lemmy's first band? Lemmy from Motorhead? As in Lemmy from Motorhead. Really? Yeah. Is he still in the band? No. No, he's not. No, okay, this he was is a not reformed... still in the band
3: for this, as a matter of fact. Um, he periodically comes back and plays with them, but he's not on this album.
0: Okay, but Hawkwind was the sort of the original grouping of Motorhead. He left Forms Motorhead and and such. I did have that correct. Yeah, Brock
3: and Lemmy were the big guys in the original Hawkwind.
2: Okay, Quark and Charm
0: got to be something to do with science. Well, what yeah, it?
2: It's a funny little song because um, they start off and they they kind of talk about scientists and how they weren't really good with the ladies and the first one they use is <laughs> Einstein as an example. And you know what? They were wrong about Einstein because Einstein actually wasn't that bad at the ladies and who they should have talked about. After he became Einstein. Well, no, no, he got married, but then he did marry his cousin, which was kind of weird. But the guy they should have talked about was Newton because Newton, well, records are he never uh, even had a date, let alone... Um, no. Yeah, which is kind of why he was kind of cranky and like even, You've had a date, though, even, right? Even, i had one. Even oh, with huh. the
1: trick with the apple? Newton couldn't get the chicks?
2: He was dropping the orange instead. He should have, he should <laughs> have done see. it like Galileo. I, uh, see. I love this show! <laughs> <laughs> one,
0: one more quick question, Dan, if I might. Oh, Why has the journal uh, Radiation Effects and the Defects in Solids, of which you, a plasma physicist, are a co-editor, failed to ever publish a critical analysis of Hawkwind's quark strangeness and charm? Because I haven't
2: been the referee yet. If they oh, had sent that to me, that's one of the ones they send to the other editors. Had that come to me, it would have been mm-hmm. a lead article, special edition. Um, and, but that's the thing. They just picked a bad referee, which is, as you well know, yeah. and, and thing, it, what gets published depends upon the referee and the editor sometimes. It's un, unfortunate set. You know,
0: I've been, uh, I've been a person who's been receiving this journal for two or three years now, <laughs> and uh, I love the fold out in the middle. It's yeah, a it's, Mad it's, Magazine thing. You put it together, and it, it makes a funny picture. It really does. Science Cartoon are great, too. They yeah. kill me. In the personals. I get it for the articles. Uh, Hawkwinds, Quark, Strangeness, and oh. Charm. Sounds like this. rock Quark, All
2: right,
0: coming out of Hawk Wind. time for the first break here Joe, on rock Joe, Joe, I never had a
2: chance to explain what quarks, tra- Strangeness, and I Charm I don't care, uh, to be honest uh, with you. Wow. Dude. <laughs> <Good news>. Dude. <laughs> Treat the guest with respect. Why just I actually like have a, a question,
1: Dr. Dan, if you don't Let's mind. It. It. It's not yeah. going to be as sophisticated as the others, but oh still my. it's important. All right. Okay, Dr. Dan, as a plasma physicist, <laughs> I haven't even started yet. Okay, right? Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trans mediums, the Loch Ness monster, and the theory of Atlantis?
2: Um, that's not so much as a plasma physicist, that's just as a a person. So, as a physicist, I have no meaning, because I don't think any of those things really come into the realm of science. Well, Um,
1: let let, let me add, there's a steady paycheck in it for
2: you. Uh, really? Is that going to be subject to the budget cuts or no? No, that's that's post cuts. That's post cuts? You need Mm -hmm. a great backpack particle accelerator. Sure. (laughs) Not
0: interested in it. If anybody asks asks you if you're a god, (laughs) say, Say yes! (laughs) (laughs) Who listens to us? WBSD in
1: Burlington, Wisconsin.
0: Right. And uh, also on the campus of Louisiana State University, LSU or KLSU, if you want to turn it into a radio station. And, of course, get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show. And like us, you really like us. Back in a minute. Rock School. Ah. All right, coming out of the first break, and we've been having a good time with you. And uh, Hmm. by the way, it wasn't me. It wasn't Chad. It was our tutor historian over here that wrote up these little quips and questions for you, dealing with hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) Words
3: for
1: gibberish. Words
0: that go over four or five syllables. Yeah, it really
1: was him. We're not that near that smart. (laughs) No, you're not
0: kidding. We, We just have pretty voices. That's really the extent of it we're going to play paul weller's science but let me ask you a question as a man of science and a, a person who educates the the future leaders of america yep. what do you really need to know cuz there's this discussion now about you know with all the budget cuts you've mentioned them twice that uh, you know what has to be taught do more with less you know if you're teaching people's science. What, what does a person really need to know that isn't you know, going to be a man or a woman of science? What do you really need to know?
2: Yeah, no, that's. Um, I would say it's not a lot of facts. Uh, I think the important thing to get out of any science class, be uh, you know, natural bi- biological science or na- physical science, is what science is doing is trying to understand nature. Mm-hmm. That is really the goal. And so, what you're trying to do then is. Um, understand it, explain it and you do it by asking questions and you right. got to ask good questions and also by observing and you need to make sure that the observations are independent of you what mm-hmm. that means is, if you say something's happening, everybody, whether they live in Australia, or they're a woman, or they're black, or they're white, or they're whatever, they see the same thing. It needs to be unbiased, it must be independent of the human observer. That Because nature doesn't care about humans being here, nature is what nature is. Right. So it's that questioning process. Questioning, filtering out all the noise and the bias, and try to find out what is really happening. So. If you approach things in that way, I think that can help you no matter what type of a field you're in, or what type of a life you live. I think that approach to understanding things is valuable. So basically you observe without opinion. And then you by based upon those yes, uh, based upon those observations you then try to put some like, some kind of a sensible model as to why things work. That's cool, so man. that's really the idea. I mean um, when you, Like Galileo dropping the orange. He dropped the orange, or he didn't really. But And then he Mm -hmm. sort of did that. And the point is, everyone that did that, you get the same thing over and over again. And then you pick a model up. And then by doing that, maybe someone like Newton could come around and say, Wow, based upon that, I can now explain the planets. And so it's just things that um, it kind of separates the human bias, takes it out of it, and allows you to just observe in a pure manner. But that that, human bias gets in the way far too often. Absolutely. That's why when people say, oh, that's your opinion about science, it, it can't be an opinion. It's what nature's telling you. Right. nature is what nature is. What my opinion is doesn't affect what nature That's is. Right. It doesn't matter. You can have opinions about approaches, but even then, you can find something wrong with that approach. I mean, the, I mean, the experiment. So uh, it's really uh, to say I don't believe that, it's not my opinion. To say I don't believe in something really doesn't mean anything because nature's doing what nature's doing. We're just trying to understand it. It is what it is. It is what it is. And we're just trying to understand. And when we can understand it and get some, then we can do things like build computers. And, yeah, and, and go in. I
1: understand that. That's really I, what I get is. that. If that would have been explained to me like that 10 years yeah. ago, I probably wouldn't have got a D.
2: It's not a bunch of facts. I mean, it can be, and that's an easy way out is to teach a bunch of facts. But I, really, it's the way of thinking is more important. I, I, think. I think that's what a
3: lot of people misunderstand about a, a university education. They think it's just going to give you a bunch of facts that you're going to use on your job. Mm-hmm. And so yep. you get questions like, well, why do I need to know about the Krebs cycle or particle physics yeah. if I'm going to <clears> be a marketer? Well, you don't necessarily. You don't necessarily need to know that William the Conqueror invaded England in 1066 to do that either. But the thought process, the critical thinking, mm-hmm. the learning how to learn is what you apply because no job stays the same. Every job's different Absolutely. five years from when you
2: graduate. Right. If you know how to think, if you know how to do research, then you're going to be all right. And everything I just said here about sciences also applies equal to the arts. Um, oh, that's sure. one thing that I was talking with some guys at GE, and they are looking for scientists who have some kind of artistic background. They, if you've had music, is a great example. Sure, musicians are people they have, think thinking a different way, they analyze things a different way. It's just uh, the whole process they end up making great scientists. So it's really the balance. It's one aspect of the intellectual process, but I could have done the same thing about arts and humanities, and uh, that's what. It's all about, like Dude, Bill said.
1: We got a shot, Doc.
0: Yeah. There's <laughs> hope for us.
2: You do. I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Weller, formerly of
0: The Jam. This is science right here in Coming out of Paul Weller and Science, uh, we're doing our fourth of four lecture series here. Let's get uh, everybody's names out of the way once again because we're at the bottom of the hour. I'm Joe Burns. Bill Robinson. You are. Chad P. And we have our plasma physicist with us who's basically the lead guy on the show. You are. Dan McCarthy. Okay, let's do seven days in 70 hold it, seconds. Hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold it. <laughs> I thought I was in charge of this Not radio anymore. show. Uh, what do you need? I got there? a request
3: here. Uh, you guys always play music behind this, and I'd like to hear you play. Telstar by the Ventures. Okay, I like it. I
0: like the song. Why should I play Telstar? Because it's a satellite.
3: And oh, it's, it's, I get it. It's, it's a song.
0: It's science, oh, right. So clever. Ah, very nice. I'll Look make at a, that. Keeping up, up with the, to the topic. It. Oh, very nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why don't you ever suggest things like that? Because you tell me no. Huh? Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's seven days, 70 seconds. These dates, July 2nd through July 8th. Let's start with our plasma physicist. Dan has Monday. Go. And July 2nd, 1956, Elvis Presley records both Hound Dog and <laughs> Don't Crew. Cool. On the same day. Amazing.
1: Unbelievable. Oh, nice. 20 years later, July 3rd, 1970. 76, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys returns to the stage for the first time in 12 years in front of 72,000
3: people in Anaheim, California, A. July the 4th, 1970, Casey Kasem records the first session of American Top 40. <sighs>
0: Did did you like that show? No, no. No, it drove me crazy, too. It was a long-distance dedication to my dog. <laughs> Uh July 5th, 1968, Bill no Graham opens Fillmore West
2: in San Francisco. July 6th, 1978, Eddie Mahoney officially and legally changes his name to Eddie Money. July
1: 7th, 1989, it was announced for the first time that, oh, CDs are outselling vinyl records. Wah, wah, wah. What are you
2: going to do?
3: July the 8th, 1958. The first gold record was presented by the Record Industry Association of America. It was given to the soundtrack of Oklahoma, which was just okay.
0: Actually, it wasn't the first gold record. The first gold record. That was the first one presented by the RIAA. The actual first gold record was given to, I believe, Chattanooga Choo Choo. What they did, uh, the the record company, covered uh, covered a, a copy disc. In gold and gave it to was it Chad Nuchu, it was Glenn Miller I believe he uh, they covered it in gold and gave it to him because the single did so well that year and it was such a neat little thing that the RIAA thought it was interesting and decided to copy it and start giving out for sales on that one. So sure, I don't really but, care. But, uh, <laughs> Oh. Yeah, Pardon me, boy. That, I just read the copy you give me. That, that hurt in my soul. Ew. Right down here. Ow. All right. What song are we playing next? I'm going to go stand in a corner in put on a tall, skinny hat.
3: What are we playing next? I think, uh, Bill, you're going to do this one. Yeah, this is System of a Down Science, a short song, unusually clean for them, about the conflict between science and faith. I love these guys. This is yeah, awesome. They're great. <laughs> Sounds like this. Rock's school.
0: I'm feeling better now. Uh, Everybody told me that uh, it was a bit and they they really do care about the first Hmm. gold record. Except our plasma physicist. tell me about Ian Dury, the man who uh, walks with a cane because he had polio as a child. Once again, I'm trying to get more of my information in there. There ain't half been some clever bastards. Tell me about it. Oh, there, well, the Dan. real toes. There ain't all been
2: some clever bullshit. That's right. Because <laughs> Ian Dury, if you ever, I mean, he looks like uh, the the Cockney Lou Reed, right? And he would, but he's written some great songs. "Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick" is the one oh, best known great. as, of course, the anthem "Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll." I love it. And he's just a great songwriter. This song right here, um, it's not so much about science, but it talks about various smart people through the years, and scientists do pop up in there, namely Einstein, Galileo, and uh, Da Vinci, and some playwrights too, like Noel Coward. And To give you an idea of what this guy's lyrics were... About Einstein, his lyric was, Einstein can't be classed witless. you claimed atlums were the littlest. When you did a bit of splittiness, frontin' everybody, and uh, you can figure out what rhymes with <laughs> littiness. <laughs> he's and he's not bad. It really just funny, amusing, and that was kind of what he did. And his bands were great, really fun, funky, and it's punk and funk mixed together. And just people just to play bit. with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm just a
3: legend. Well, I have those. a question here. Given, given that oh, he mentions dear. Einstein <laughs> well, in the song, There Ain't Been Half Some Clever Bastards, do you, as a plasma physicist, find credible the story that uh, Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick was inspired by the discoverer of quantum theory and originally contained the lines, Hit Me With Your Rhythm Plank, Give My Graviton a Yank? Um, actually, what?
2: Actually, I would I – would, <laughs> you would – I have an answer to that. Um, oh, you uh, do? Yeah, well, I, I would say it wouldn't have been quantum theory, because, one, Einstein didn't really like quantum theory. I would say it's much no, more related that to... No, a Planck reference. But I thought you led that in there with uh, Einstein. No, but the reason is, is Einstein's uh, theory of special relativity did talk about length contraction, so sticks can actually get smaller or bigger depending upon how fast they're going. R- sticks respect. the band? Uh, no, they're in hell. <laughs> uh, Are you guys using, like, big, long words to talk dirty? I'm just... Using Using a reference to Einstein relativity and sticks. Oh. I, I like pudding. <laughs> here's, here's the you injury. guys ask the
0: questions. Here's the Dury on Rock School. All right, second break here on Rock School. And I want to talk about a couple songs we're simply not going to be able to get to. And again, because of length, a lot of times when you're talking science, uh, it, they just go too long. Why? Because scientists go on and on <laughs> and on. These are uh, musicians little, writing, not <laughs> scientists. Thank you very much. A little jab in there. Yeah. Uh,
2: tool, Lateralis. Uh-huh. I love the song. Me too. What does it have to do with science? Doesn't matter, it's Tool. <laughs> now, I, I had no idea until I saw this great video on YouTube. Which uh, explains how it does it. And what this song does, it has the Fibonacci sequence in there. And Joe, you know what the Fibonacci sequence is, don't you? Uh, I only know it. No, I only know it because uh,
0: it was explained in the movie Pi. Uh, when uh, right, placed, right. when placed, all the numbers in a row it creates a consistent uh, run of line going in a concentric uh, circle spiral. going spiral out right, and out right. and out and out from a central point on an x y axis. Ha ha! Take that, Wham! Shad. Didn't see
2: that one coming. Yeah, no, That's why it's just he a out. the spiral in the uh, song many times. Yeah, but what he does is it's a sequence of numbers. You just basically add the previous numbers. It goes one, one, two, three, five, eight, et cetera. Right. And so what they do in this song is the first lyric will be one cell. Then two, then three, then five, then eight, then 13, and then they come back down again. They keep having the number of syllables in each lyric, uh, mm-hmm. verse tied into that. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the video is a must see. Yeah. And no. a great song, too, because it's cool.
0: Rush, you know? Cygnus X1, something to do with space. What is Cygnus X1 exactly?
2: It's an, it's an X ray source in the Cygnus galaxy. So. That's what I thought it was. There we go. Yeah, right. yeah when I was right. when
0: I was looking over this kind of stuff, um, <clears throat> uh, Inca Rhodes, Zappa. What is he talking about? What is what are we what are we discussing here? Flying saucers. <laughs>
3: well, no, really, he, he he introduces the song on uh, one yeah. one of their DVDs by saying, "This is a song about flying saucers."
2: And um, it's also a great showpiece for the band and his guitar solos on live albums. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shut Up and Play your Guitar was basically Inga solos. Those three songs were all solos from Inga So See,
1: there's also a 14 and almost 15 minute song from Bowie right here, which combines two or three different topics.
3: Well, it's really, it's really three different songs about... Major Tom, you know, Space Oddity, which came out in 69, was about uh, Major Tom getting lost in space, and then Ashes to Ashes, which came out on the Scary Monsters album, was about Major Tom again, and Hello, Space Boy, which came out in the mid-90s, was about Major Tom again. And somewhere sure. along in there, Peter Schilling, who's not David Bowie at all, did a song about Major Tom. So,
0: right. you know, if you put it that's all right. together, you come up with a very long song. Sure. And if, if you're a fan of Major Tom, you can go out and get all of this. It goes on for, what, 15 minutes. Right, right. At, yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's something you want to play on a date. Speaking of date, <laughs> you like the Big Bang Theory?
2: my kids television do. show I mean I watch it and I'm I'm a I am i ai do not watch a whole lot of TV but I like it. it kind of stereotypes scientists and I don't like that you yeah. know but it may be right but doesn't mean I like it
3: at no you it's, guys it's have re- got a
2: show there's no story no show about Tudor historians Yeah sure uh, there is on the BBC America the Tudors uh, there you
3: are <laughs> <laughs> that show's not about historians are the Tudors right, Yeah it's well, a wreck at isn't least, it softcore porn
0: at least on the big bang theory uh, Scientists are shown as happy people. Name for me one disc jockey, movie, television, in literary, where the disc jockey isn't the most depressed, ready-to-kill-himself-at-the-drop-of-a-hat character. Venus flytrap? Ha! There you go. No, if you remember, he left the army, and when it was found that he was a deserter, he was ready to run away and, and off himself. There's no Darn. such thing as a disc jockey in the world of literary, movie, what have you, that isn't a horribly unhappy human being.
2: Howard Stern, Private Parts, had a happy ending. Well, okay. There we go. <laughs> I guess there, there we, we go. go. <laughs> but if in reality,
0: the guy's got a paper-thin skin and lives waiting for someone to tell him, he's, tell him he's a bad guy. I want to be represented happy. Hello, Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana, where science... Was discovered right, right there at downtown <laughs> Treeport. Started There's right a, there. That little plaque right there on the street. Get us on, uh, get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Back in a minute with more about science right here in Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, here's where we lose you. This is Tom Lair The Elements. Uh, I've never heard it before. But I'm just going to pitch it. This was done in 1959, if I'm not mistaken, because it says it on the piece of paper. This guy wraps the periodic chart.
3: That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. He also did songs about pollution, about poisoning pigeons in the park, and about uh, nuclear warfare. Didn't happen to bring the one about him poisoning pigeons in the park, did you, now? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, Got against
0: the periodic table. I used, of I used it in
3: my fanfare lecture on poisons last year, though. <laughs> now,
0: tell us about the song. What I mean, what's the tune?
3: Uh, the, the song is done to the tune of Gilbert and Sullivan's uh, Major General song from the Pirates of Penzance, but uh, this is a quite different set of lyrics because it is literally. The Periodic Table of Elements. Uh, It was inspired by uh, Ira Gershwin's Tchaikovsky and Other Russians, in which he Uh does the same thing with about 50 composers. (laughs) Uh, and, And just a side note here, Lehrer, among other things, taught math at Harvard. Uh, he also, when he does the song live, or when he did it, he's no longer with us, unfortunately, uh, sometimes would add Aristotle and the old theory of elements uh, when there were only four, earth, air, fire, and water, ah. which weren't really elements at all. Oh, the oh, Stones.
0: Nice. The Stones from the Bruce Willis movie. Yes. Okay. Okay, there, there go. you go. There we go. All right. I'm looking. I'm waiting for the inerts. Okay, here we go. Tom Lair, The Elements. Let's go. But they haven't been discovered. Okay, there you go. So, uh, if you want your kid to learn the periodic table of elements, there you go. You Take know what? Song you it. know What's what? It?
1: Some of them have to learn it. I did. And that would be a great to, way to learn
0: it. I, it really would. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's sort of like, well, what did you call those things on Saturday morning? Schoolhouse Rock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been a good way to learn it. That's I, right. Sorry. So stop dissing. In your own words, shut up, you. Yeah, that, That's right. What is this uh, song here? Chemical Calisthenics by Blackalicious. Well,
3: this is somebody else is rapping it? about chemistry and various other things. I don't know a whole lot about black Blackalicious. I discovered them while looking for stuff for this show, actually. I, cool. You don't know
0: Blackalicious?
3: Uh, but uh that's it's they really delicious no, really brother, delicious, yeah, you have, the, they, what, you have the
0: whole the whole catalog, sure. The, the sure. Delicious,
3: delicious family. <laughs> um, uh, also, All also delicious. The <laughs> well, their their brother Mal is now in uh, prison for the criminally insane. Right, um, very nice. And D is a cook, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh. Oh, man. Absolutely,
2: right, we're never
3: brilliant. Brilliant. absolutely um this this group uh, is it's two people the the rapper gift of gab and DJ Chief XL and they're produced by cut chemist who used to be with ozo motley who uh, we played the first week I got a and my my thinking here is, uh, and I I've sort of absorbed this way of thinking from our plasma physicists is that this is an example of, of of rapid beat generalization of large-scale zonal flows by drift waves and that it is a new nonlinear generic paradigm applicable to Hip hop in
0: general. Yeah. What I want to know is do you believe this is a hot song? And if so, would you mind answering how hot it is in the hydrogen absorption lines as expressed
2: in Kelvin units? No, I'll defer to Dan on that one. Could you do that for us, Dan? Uh, I could, but I'm not going (laughs) to. I choose not to. To get back, it's a great, great song. These guys are super clever. And actually, just to get back to the science. Um, Tom Lehrer is more about the elements. He's more about compounds. He talks about nitrous oxide and various other compounds. So it's a super clever song, great beats, and I love it. And I'm glad we're playing it. I knew that. I knew you did. Alicious on Rock School. Did you do that.
0: <laughs> Good. Can you say it fast? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm very sorry to say last break here on Rock School, not just because uh, I honestly believe today's show just flew so well, but because this is the end of the four in a row lecture series. Uh, Gentlemen, I can't thank you enough. Uh, Bill, our Tudor historian, and as we have just beaten into the ground <laughs> than our plasma physicist. Mimi, Mimi, Thank Mimi. you so much, both of you, for coming in. Yes, Chad? I have a question. Choose. I can't help but notice that we
1: actually have a song on the list entitled Plasma. Oh, let's And based it. on the fact that I have probably said the word plasma more in the last <laughs> four weeks than I've said
0: in the 32 years I've been alive. Right. Can we play plasma? Of course. Of course. So... Tell us about Plasma. What is
2: it? Yeah, I mean, this song, <laughs> one of the great things about That's this song great. is that it's written by Tranastasio, who is lead guitarist of Fish. And I know mm-hmm. Joe can't stand fish. Yeah. I don't so like So that him. was kind of a nice thing. It's you, named never,
0: you offered to bring me fish.
2: I've been busy. I've been working on these shows. Okay. <laughs> I've been a busy guy. Fair enough. I've been a busy guy. So uh, this is actually his uh, solo group um, with a great horn section. And he went on tour about 10 years ago and had a, it was either a seven or nine piece band with about uh, four or five horns there. So it's a great sound. Um, And it's not really about plasma. If you listen to any Fish's lyrics and Trey's lyrics, they're kind of abstract and weird and not the best part of the band. It's really the music. So I really like it. Um, It kind of is going to make Joe's skin crawl a little bit. And I think it (laughs) adds, with all the abuse I received today from the plasma, Yeah, yeah, this is a worthy ending to it. And enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, for the last time, let's go around the room. You are? Bill Robinson. Tudor
0: historian. And you are? Go ahead. Say it again. Dan Plasma McCarthy. That's right. <laughs> I'm Chad P. Joe Burns class is, I'm sorry to say, dismissed.